Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the All Saints podcast. Today I have a question that has come in from a member of the congregation here at All Saints, which I want to share with you. Uh, this actually should be a rather briefer podcast than uh, in the last few weeks, uh, not because it isn't a, a difficult question, in a sense it's a very difficult question to act on, although it's a fairly straightforward one to answer, I think, in a sense. Uh, I think it has probably arisen out of some of the discussions that we've had in recent times on matters connected with eschatology. Uh, we just started on the Book of Acts, which obviously is going to introduce some issues of uh, eschatology in the sense of the unfolding of history. Uh, and the question is, I'll just read it to you, um, how should we minister to our Christian brothers and sisters when they are not raptured out of trouble or trials or frightening times? How do we encourage them out of disappointment or instruct them out of confusion? I think it's a great question because what it reflects is the reality of the ch church scene, the Christian scene, certainly in this part of the world here in Texas and actually in lots of other places in the US, there's a different kind of texture to the Christian scene in, in other parts of the world, but there are analogous issues where uh, we have, you may have friends, you may have family members who have come from or are in uh, dispensationalist Christian churches or in some other kind of church tradition where their future hope is for an imminent return of Christ or some imminent uh, action in history to, to undo or fix all the mess we see around us in the world. It's quite common uh, in those dispensationalist schools of thought for people to interpret the biblical teaching about the end times and all the drama in the book of Revelation in the light of contemporary historical events in whatever era of history you're in um, and obviously there's enough craziness on the world scene at the moment um, both in the US and also probably more significantly uh, overseas places like Russia, Ukraine, uh, rumblings in North Korea, China and so on. There's enough grist for the hyperactive imaginations of uh, some folks, some of our friends and some of their pastors and teachers and some people who influence them to get some of our friends concerned like um, we're expecting the end of the world to come and then of course it doesn't because those hopes and expectations are not biblical and what we're actually expecting is the gradual growth of the kingdom of God over many generations I think many more generations than we've now had since Pentecost we might be in one of those rocky periods in history but we're not expecting to be raptured out of it we're expecting to be taken through it and uh, in a few generations time things will be different the world will look very different I'm sure uh, but the kingdom of God will continue to grow towards a glorious future a long time down the track well how do we encourage our friends whose hopes have been pinned maybe pinned on something that isn't going to happen and hasn't happened how do we encourage them out of disappointment or instruct them out of confusion uh, and so I think it's a great question and I think what it reflects in a sense the the seeds of the answer are sown in the question because it's both encourage them out of disappointment and instruct them out of confusion and you can't really do one without the other I don't think in the real world of actual human relationships just dropping truth bombs of instruction haha <laughs> into uh, the lives and minds and hearts of people who may be actually quite perturbed and quite distressed and disappointed is the only thing we need to do. I think it is good. I think instruction is valuable. Uh, I do think that by God's grace, 
um, we are in a position here at All Saints and there are many other churches that share our perspective on things. We are in a position to give instruction to people and I would encourage you to share with your friends resources that have helped you if you think they would also help them. And we've got all the stuff on our church website, allsaintskirk.org. Um, you can find a bunch of stuff there which you may be helpful if you think oh that sermon that was good Pastor Shaw has just preached four sermons through the book of Jonah maybe one or more of them will be helpful I do think instruction has a place and trying to uh, help people to rethink their reading of the Bible but the truth is people don't arrive at deep-seated conclusions like those surrounding dispensational future hopes just by reading the Bible they arrive at those conclusions within a community uh, in connection with a bunch of relationships of trust and love and respect within a church for their pastors uh, maybe they have online teachers who they're particularly uh, attached to they've got friends and it's not as simple as saying well look here's the truth you ought to believe this there we are I'm done because actually people are still in those uh, networks of relationships which matter a lot to them uh, and I, in some circumstances people are ready to rethink their convictions and it may be helpful to show them and welcome them into a new community like the church community you're a part of if they're close enough to be a part of that a new community that, that shares different convictions where they can rethink the biblical uh, material they can listen to the sermons and they can listen to you talking to them. They can listen to you sharing recordings of Bible studies and books and stuff. They can take all that on board, but in a context where there are relationships with real people in a church who can also think through those questions with them and live through their rethinking of those questions with them. And in contexts where that seems appropriate, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, actually, a fair amount of the growth we've experienced here at All Saints has been... Uh, on account of people who have found themselves more attracted to a, what I would want to describe as a more consistently covenantal outlook on history and on scripture and on the Christian faith. That's actually Pastor Neil's term, consistently covenantal. I think it's a very, very apt term for what we're trying to embrace here. Uh, and God be praised, we've had folks who've, who've joined us, uh, come from churches that have a, a, a different outlook on things. Maybe they're more Baptistic in outlook or more dispensational in outlook. And as long as those transitions can be handled with grace and kindness and uh, showing proper honor and respect to the churches that people are leaving and not severing relationships and causing turbulence there, I think that's okay. It does need to be handled carefully. And those of you who have moved to All Saints from other churches will know that we always make a very significant effort to ensure that um, there's not... Uh, damage that needs to be cleared up in the churches that people have gone from and sometimes that's appropriate sometimes it's okay uh, to um, be that new community that can offer what's the question to say the encouragement as well as the instruction so people might think yeah actually this does start to make sense to me maybe I want to um, throw my lot in with these uh, CREC folks at All Saints but it's quite possible that that won't be the case and what we don't want to do is for our particular outlook eschatologically, which I hope causes us a degree of comfort, to actually cause relational turbulence 
for people who are already unsettled because they're in churches where they're being taught to expect the imminent end of the world and it keeps not happening. So that actually needs to be handled more, more carefully. More, uh, we, and we mustn't assume that, oh, because we've joined this church and we really like it here, that it's therefore appropriate for everybody to come and join here. I, I would love for uh, people to join All Saints. I'm always thrilled when people come here. But I don't want to place that expectation on people. For some people, they, they don't want to leave their dispensationalist church. They still do believe these things. And nothing's going to actually dislodge those thoughts from their minds. And then the question it sort of hangs there. You know, how do you help them? You you try sharing with them stuff that you found helpful. It they don't believe it, or maybe they don't get it. They don't understand it, or maybe they do understand it. They just disagree, but they're still perturbed. Well, what can you do? I think genuinely there is a place for the kind of deep-seated, godly Christian relationships whereby you're able to support your friends. Like honestly, we've got to be able to find ways to support and encourage friends who have a different outlook from us, even in aspects where the different outlook is part of the reason for their need for encouragement. I'll give you another example. Um, I think that it's uh, emphatically the case that um, churches that tend to separate adults and children in worship uh, do tend to cause problems for those children when they grow up to be older teenagers and young adults, how do you reintegrate them into worship? But it's no solution just to slap them metaphorically around the head and say, wait, we shouldn't have taken them out of worship in the first place, then just leave it at that. If you've got friends whose teenage kids or young adult uh, children are kind of struggling with that process of, oh, how do I find my place in a church now? Because I've never really been to church. I've always been taken out for Sunday school during worship. Surely we must be able to find a way to help them where they're at, even in a context where they're not going to embrace the solution, in scare quotes, of what's leaving that church tradition behind. So I do want to encourage you to be patient, gracious, be, be the most gracious and loving person in the room in those family discussions, in those conversations with your friends. If you must have conversations online, yeah, good grief. If you must do it, then be the most gracious person in that comment section. So that whatever else people might say about us, they might disagree with our eschatology, they might come to agree with our eschatology. Same with view of the sacraments, everything else. But whatever else people say about us, at least they will say, well, those people at All Saints, uh, those people who are part of that broader reformed tradition that's represented by the CREC and by other churches, uh, at least they'll have to say of us, well, look, they're godly people, they love us, they care for us, they welcome us, they're keen to encourage us. Let's not be the people who, well, they wouldn't help us because we weren't on their side. That is not how we want to approach these things. So the question is a good one. Um, there's no easy answer, but actually it's the reality of a lot of relationships. And it may well be that some of those relationships bear fruit in all kinds of surprising ways if we're willing to give ourselves in love for our Christian friends and family members in relation to whom those questions arise. Hope that's helpful. I suspect it's not been the answer because sometimes you don't get the answer. But nonetheless, if it is useful for you, um, well, God be praised. I think that'll do for now. If this has been helpful, then please do uh, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Uh, share it with friends who might find it helpful as well. And for now, God bless. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.